Welcome to another Angle podcast. We're here with Alex. Thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. Cool. Um, so have you travelled from far or? Clapham Junction, overground Shoreditch High Street. It's 35 okay. minutes job done. Yeah, Not easy. too bad. Yeah. yeah, amazing. So can you tell us a bit about um, your PT, your online PT stuff that you are doing? Yeah, sure. So um, my online personal training uh, website is OYM Coaching mm-hmm. on your marks coaching mm-hmm. um, and I provide nutritional support um, I do all the math so I try and simplify mm. absolutely everything for all of my clients online I think in the 10 years experience that I've had uh, as a PT um, you've tried to or people have tried to overcomplicate things so I've mm-hmm. just made it as convenient as possible so weekly menu updates 28 different recipes people can choose from they can pick their way through the recipe per day and still stick to the same amount of calories and mm-hmm. and have um yeah autonomy over like you know what their taste buds are saying and, and feeling each day and then I do bespoke personal training um plans as well with video tutorials and then mm-hmm. the actual the, the clients can uh, speak to me in a private WhatsApp through the app as well. So we've got a messaging service direct to me. So I'm constantly on my phone, um, mm. sort of replying and supporting clients that way. And then we've got like an accountability tracker built into the app as well. Oh, wow. So people will be able to update their progress um, and tell me how they're feeling, as well as log other sort of quantifiable data like measurements mm-hmm. and photos and, and weight. So yeah, oh. it's cool. It's great. It's fun. And obviously the digital age is upon us, so it's great. Yeah, that's very true. So you've got that. And then you also have clients you speak to and train in person as well, because you have your own gym in Clapham. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So my my studio is in SW11. It's actually directly opposite Clapham Junction mm-hmm. Station. Um, yeah, so it's a literally a skip over a road. But I manage a team of seven personal trainers who all um, run and manage their own limited companies by mm-hmm. renting the space mm-hmm. Um OYM studio um, and yeah we, we, we deliver client sessions from uh, your typical fat loss goals muscle gain Olympic lifting um, and I specialize in pre and postnatal um, yeah support for, for mums returning to fitness returning to exercise you know trying to exercise the right to um, hold on to the integrity of personal training as much as possible mm-hmm. rather than throwing them in at the deep end and mm. massaging that space that a lot is often sort of sought after to just try and drop body fat as soon as yeah as soon yeah as, uh, they can but yeah that's my that's my space oh amazing that's mm. really interesting so would you do you tailor your the plans differently for someone that has is postnatal as opposed to just a client you know that um an average client yeah completely i think um there is a, a huge wave of uh, trainers coaches physiotherapists Mm -hmm. trying to gain a wider audience um, globally but certainly in the UK about the benefits of returning to exercise in appropriate manner for for women that have um, either had a Mm c-section or uh, delivered a natural childbirth Um, just to give you a little bit of context in France they are given uh, all all, um, new mothers Mm -hmm. um, are given 12 physiotherapy sessions free on the state to help them recover because they know that the stresses of the body goes through. Yeah. Whereas back in the UK here, that's sort of, you know, you've got your maternity leave, you get your mm-hmm. six-week sign-off, which is a very uh, average to poor check from your local GP before you're signed off to go back to what you were without. Mm-hmm. And you're left really in the deep end. And the physiotherapy world, and with the help of some coaches that I know, and, and uh, you know, we're just trying to raise awareness, but also deliver quality training to those, those people that are in need. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and in terms of um, 
your start with fitness like where did that all begin was that something you've always been interested in or and then you know you decided to become a PT um a qualified PT where did it begin yeah so this is going back 12 years now and that's really aged me I feel like (laughs) so well I've been I've been personal trainer or in the fitness industry for about 12 years now Mm -hmm. but when I was 16 I uh, I was I'm six six seven now but I was six four at 17 years old and I oh, walked wow. between two buildings and the wind blew me over because I was stick thin and just got carried with the wind about 20 feet and uh, I remember being really embarrassed and frustrated and upset with myself on the rugby pitch because I didn't have any weight to me and uh, a coach literally threw me into the gym fed me my first protein shake and mm. made me do bicep curls for the first time and just that sort of experience and investment that he showed me in and giving me time into sort of personally develop was something that I you know, loved and then wanted to sort of replicate. So yeah, I went to university to to study physical education because initially I thought I wanted to replicate exactly who he was mm-hmm. and be a teacher. And then found actually with a little bit more investigation, I uh, I wanted to help people in that context. So yeah, developed my skill set, chose some really cool electives through my deg- university degree, mm-hmm. and haven't really stopped learning. Uh, throughout my time as a PT as well yeah and so you're into your sports as well rugby and we were just talking now about rowing which is something we have in common but I'm sure I'm I'm not quite as good as you but um yeah that's really interesting yeah so sports sports always been a a something that I've enjoyed until I found out that there were people better than me (laughs) (laughs) um and then I sort of just sort of uh, yeah, I guess um, tapered off from the sort of competitive nature, um, but I think as you know, everybody goes through life. You know, they stick to uh, learning and growing in uh, fields that they're interested in about. And, and mine has always been um, helping people. I, I gain a lot more satisfaction from mm-hmm. sort of the the nice little text message at the end of you know a person's transformation or you know first session with me. That sort of massages mm-hmm. my ego far more than a, a gold medal might. Yeah. Okay, an interesting insight into, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, okay, amazing. And in terms of if there was anything you could say to, like, your younger self when you were, you know, going through this process of, you know, learning about fitness, is there anything that you would almost change or say to yourself, like, you know, this is, you know, what you should avoid doing, this is what you should do? Um, I'm not entirely sure that there is. I try not to live my life with any regrets. However, I think it would have been... um, There was a space... I think that every man goes through. I mean, this is really broad. This is, and again, this is just my opinion. So don't, 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 um, yeah, hammer me, hammer me on this later. But I think that there is a, a time where guys, men, um, lose themselves in the gym, where they mm-hmm. build a new persona because mm-hmm. they've all of a sudden found themselves with more muscle mass, and a, you know that attempt to lean out and they get you know, their ego massaged from the way that they look, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I would be to exercise a little bit more um, vulnerability and be a little bit mm-hmm. more humble in, in your approach and what you, what it is you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think uh, yeah, inherently the male ego is, uh, is counter counterproductive. <laughs> Interesting. Boom. I Big. would say, I think maybe females as well maybe experience that as well. I think certainly... You know, once you get like the gym bug, that's it, and yeah. yeah, it can be quite addictive. But um yeah, and the thing is, is it's like that. I think in in today's society, fitness and health is is a little bit scarred mm. with 
the aesthetic goal that everybody yeah. has. I yeah. think to be really truly fit and healthy, it's a balance of sort of uh, personal, mental, career, um, health, mm. and and uh, so often people just want to go and get likes on an Instagram post or That's to true. be respected because of the way that they look or mm-hmm. have the attention of people that are seen to have value because they have a lot of those things I just mentioned, and um, I think those that are have have sort of been in the fitness world pre-Instagram mm-hmm. sort of can look back and reflect on that. I think it's very hard for new people in the industry to recognize or understand that. Yeah. Um, and they, therefore, I think will have a, a greater um, uh, amount of growing up to do mm-hmm. within the industry. Yeah. And do you, do you find that? Do you think that, I think Instagram is a great place and it can be, but I think especially like within the fitness community, there's this, yeah, there is this aesthetic goal that a lot of people try and attain, but I don't know, do you think there is, there are negative aspects in this community? You know, you see someone and a lot of the time they don't really look, you know, quite the same. It is all angles and lighting and... Yeah, I think I think Instagram is a brilliant platform. I think it's fantastic and I love social media for so many reasons. But I think a lot of people do need to be made aware of um, the villains that are out there, mm-hmm. the, the, the charlatans, the people that are uh, portraying themselves as a realistic figure or something that people should be trying to attain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's completely subjective. You know, if... if it, it's it's very hard to manage every single person's opinion of you um, when your audience is so vast, and I think I think it, it's down to the integrity of the um, the how would you call it the the personal trainer, the person in yeah, charge of your yeah. profile to to exercise you know clear, descript understanding of what there is they're advertising. Mm. Um, I think coaches, of which there are many that are brilliant will be putting across facts mm. and teaching people mm. about the principles um, and method methodology that you know doesn't people doesn't steer people towards buying a product that they're being paid a commission to promote yeah that's true yeah i think yeah. we've certainly witnessed now like this you know the era of like skinny teas detox teas and mm-hmm. like uh people promoting like diets that are only a thousand calories 1200 calories certainly even some men you know which and that isn't obviously sustainable for some a male um yeah. or female um yeah anyone here that's looking at this and just buying into a, a method that is basically putting into poverty calories mm-hmm. i.e just cutting a huge chunk of your um day calories daily intake out should just take a step back and actually have a little look at the principle of fat loss and look at something that is a little bit more manageable mm-hmm. and people I think the culture is now I think okay personally if I can just take a little sidetrack from this I think um, in Britain we're we're affected by the seasons mm-hmm. a whole lot more than perhaps yeah. we are in the States or, or in Australia where there is more sunshine mm-hmm. throughout the year and I think the culture here in, in the UK is to not worry cover up put on a, perhaps a little bit of unwanted body fat during the winter and then try and crash diet into mm. it and that is unhealthy for many reasons it's just going to put you into a perpetual cycle of perhaps a negative mental health space and mm-hmm. um, but i think you know there are coaches like myself and others that i i know and, and follow and admire greatly that are educating people to have a little bit more respect for themselves and mm-hmm. understand and grow their education about how to put themselves into a calorie deficit mm-hmm. which is the principle of fat loss that is manageable and maintainable but also 
in doing so making them have a healthier relationship with food Mm -hmm. um, and alcohol because none of us are fun Nazis we still go out on weekends Mm -hmm. we still have fun Um, but but yeah I think education is something that all decent coaches that have a good level of integrity are you know keen on promoting yeah definitely and would you say there is like a key component to a diet or I know obviously everyone's different but is there something that you would say people should try and implement in order to you know achieve uh, whether it's fat loss or just attain you know their desired body uh, what would you say to those people yeah so I, I think the main one is so if you if you don't know what a macronutrient is it's like an umbrella mm-hmm. term for the three different food groups um, carbohydrates fats and proteins mm-hmm. I think it is very popular to criminalize one or two or, or perhaps even three the people have mm-hmm. a lot of worries about um, all three of those macronutrients and what they do to you. Too much protein, oh, it makes your breath stink, or you know, you, you're always going to the toilet. Too much carbohydrate, oh, you can't eat that, that makes you fat. Yeah. Too much fat, oh, you don't want to do that because you know that's twice mm-hmm. as many calories mm-hmm. as the others. But the truth is, you've just got to balance it. You should never try, and in my opinion, and I think the opinion of many other dietitians and coaches um, in the UK, certainly, I know globally, is to stop vilifying foods like, mm-hmm. if you want to eat chocolate great fantastic mm-hmm. have a bar of chocolate mm-hmm. if you if you know how many calories you need to consume to sustain your goal your performance and rest well then build that into your daily mm-hmm. diet yeah okay and that can be intimidating for some because it's a lot of numbers but it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. drawing and falling onto um you know your coach for advice and help is is mm-hmm. the done thing and it's the appropriate thing to do because you don't have all the answers to yourself, you know, and your best friend who's been on a diet doesn't have the right answers mm. for you. But if you fall on somebody that is overly qualified and, mm-hmm. and you know, has your best intentions at heart um, and the experience, then, you know, we can clear that, that stuff up for you. Do not give up chocolate because mm. it's awesome. Do not give up <laughs> alcohol because it's great fun. Yeah. Do not give up pasta, pizza or bread. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all okay to eat. Don't yeah. stress. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people have been... I don't know, it's this kind of um, like all or nothing mentality. And I think, yeah, people need to realize that they can, they can have, you know, a bit, I think maybe every day, would you suggest that that would be the best, have a treat every day? Or do you also think, you know, this idea of a cheat meal or a cheat day is I think a the language concept? there is, is, is history. Mm-hmm. I think having cheat or treats mm-hmm. um, doesn't need to be, you know, part of our vocabulary. Mm. I think you've just got to take that whole conversation off the table, off yeah. the plate. There you go, play on words. But genuinely, I think, you know, as soon as people, oh, can I have a cheat meal? Or you're demonizing that food just by saying that. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you shouldn't be doing that at all. I think taking a step back and just saying, hey, look, I'm going to have a pizza today. Yeah. Great, have a pizza. Cool, let's, let's concentrate on burning a few more calories next week if it is you're looking to lose mm-hmm. body fat. Yeah. Um, or, you know, making sure that your protein is mm. taken care of for the mm. next two days you know people people put themselves into a downward spiral sometimes mm. when they've had a negative um experience with food yeah you know yeah yeah i'm guilty of doing it i know others I know. are i know i think yeah a lot of people are um i think you're definitely right um and in terms of i think now i think a lot of people haven't really returned to the gym would you say since post lockdown um, do you have any advice for people that are looking to return to the gym or, you know, get back into the swing of things with fitness? Yeah, I do. Don't 
one fear the gym I think it's mm-hmm. probably actually one of the safest places for you really? most of them have you know large open spaces they are controlling the number of people in and out mm-hmm. of the front door much more I know some gyms you can book uh, book time slots mm-hmm. um, personal training studios the other reason I say that it's a really safe space is that I don't know one single personal trainer coach or gym owner that you know doesn't think about their clients health and safety mm-hmm. from the word go from the moment you walk into the gym to the to the moment you leave if they're brilliant if they're good mm-hmm. they are invested in your health and wellness so mm-hmm. they're not going to put you at any risk so yeah. don't fear the gym for reasons of covid-19 go there to learn expand your knowledge go there with a growth mindset be ready to be humbled don't go in there thinking that you were the athlete that you once were or if you are going in there as a complete novice please don't be fearful everybody started from somewhere and you can be vulnerable in fact i implore you to be vulnerable go and ask the questions to help you expand your own knowledge because coaches are qualified in that help they're Mm -hmm. they're, there there to aid you Mm -hmm. so um yeah health and fitness gyms fitness centers go ask questions expand your knowledge and enjoy it endorphins are a real thing and Mm. people forget that (laughs) that's true that's very true and what would you say is next for you in terms of you've got your studio and your app, which is amazing, and you know what is next, fitness-wise and business-wise, career-wise? That would be giving it away. <laughs> it's a secret. Um, it's not. It's not so much of a secret. I think if if um, if you wanted to follow me, you'll soon see that I work a lot with postnatal um, mm-hmm. women. Um, my intention is to. I've, I've said the word a few times in this interview, but exercise a little bit more integrity mm-hmm. over um, what new mums can and should do in their return to fitness so uh, whereas everybody's goal is to historically if you were to ask a woman what they wanted to achieve straight Mm -hmm. off the back of their fitness eight times out of ten seven times out of ten their goal would be to lose weight tone up Mm -hmm. lose body fat I want to shred my baby fat I want to Mm -hmm. get back to where I was Um, and which is you know an admirable goal and that's absolutely fantastic brilliant for your physical health brilliant for your mental health as well for self-efficacy confidence however there is a space in the first 12 to 16 weeks where um, mums are exhausted they have a newfound responsibility and they're physically potentially emotionally a little bit unavailable to be able to have a stab at losing that unwanted body fat ultimately when you're losing body fat you're trying to put yourself into a calorie deficit which isn't conducive of the baby's um, feeding if you're mm-hmm. breastfeeding yeah. um, regardless of whether or not you are breastfeeding or not you're going to be on low on energy as well because well no sleep mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to build or have I'm in the process of building a platform which will help uh, women uh, exercise a, an appropriate recovery and an appropriate amount over the course of 16 weeks mm-hmm. um, which will be yeah, follow along videos with uh, me coaching somebody on screen whilst they at home can follow along so yeah you won't be able to see or the intention at the moment is to say that you won't be able to go to tomorrow's video without having today's video time out so you have to uh you have to go through the process rather than skip levels Mm. okay that's Mm. really interesting yeah and they can um, if people wanted to look into that they can find that on your Instagram they, they can they can find out all the information that I haven't told them about <laughs> uh, in January okay. um, January February but um, in the meantime yeah I, I try and put um, some fitness content up um, at least two three times a week on at on.your.marks which is my mm-hmm. fitness personal website uh, personal 
sorry, my fitness Instagram. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's all conducive of, of, of sort of good movement, uh, quality instruction, and uh, a little bit of sort of, I don't know, life inspiration. Mm. Yeah, Alex P. Marks, the verified account, was there from, <laughs> from a TV show I did a few years ago, and it's just me playing golf and uh, drinking. So Oh, yeah. what TV show was, was this? I, yeah, uh, so I was The Bachelor in 2018. Oh. Um, yeah, in the UK. Didn't oh, do very well. Okay. Channel 5 sort of fluffed it up and... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we had, a, we had a great time doing it. So that was then, this is then. Brilliant. Amazing. Thank you, Alex, for coming today. My absolute pleasure.